Hello, welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message uh, will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Again, thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. Psalm 115, Psalm 115, verse 1. Not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory because of your love and your faithfulness. Not to us, not to us, but to your name be the glory because of your faithfulness. I just want to talk a little bit today about celebrating the love and faithfulness of God. Celebrating the love and faithfulness of God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for this time in your presence. Thank you for your word and the power of your word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, it does not return to you void, but it accomplishes all that you desire. And you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. So thank you for sending your word to us today. Thank you for what your word will accomplish in our lives. So in the mighty name of Jesus, grant a fresh anointing of your spirit so that I might minister under your anointing, that we might hear and receive under your anointing so that yokes will be destroyed and burdens removed. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray and we thank you. Amen. Celebrating the love and faithfulness of God. Hallelujah. So this is, as I said, our 25th founding day celebration. Founding. Sometimes people mix up and founders, but it's founding day celebration. We're celebrating God's love and God's faithfulness in our lives, and in particular, in this ministry. Amen. God has been good to us, Tabernacle of Praise. Amen. Amen. Those of you all who know our history know of the goodness of the Lord in our lives. And it's not because we've been so good, nor is it because we've been so faithful Nor is it because the work we have done is so great. It's just because God is God. It's because of his great loving kindness and tender mercies through which he saved us and allows us to be a small part in what he is doing in this world that we live in today. And I'm, I'm ever, ever mindful of the fact that it's not what I'm doing. It's what God is doing that he allows me to be a part of. So when, I, when I'm preaching here, when I'm preaching abroad, I know that this is what the Lord is doing. Yeah, yeah, it's what the Lord is doing. And I'm just a small part of it. I'm often reminded of Psalm 118, verse 22, which is a reference uh, uh, to Christ that states, the stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, the New King James and King James says, has become the head of the corner, the chief cornerstone. And then it says, this is the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous in our eyes. Yeah, the birthing of Tabernacle of Praise and the establishing of this congregation was the Lord's doing. Amen. It was the Lord's doing. It was not my doing. All I can say or we should be able to say is that it is marvelous in our eyes. There are times when we look at the things that we've gone through and we wonder how did we make it this far. Mm. Some, some have wanted us to fall and to fail. Some have even spoken death over this ministry. Some have said that we were cults and whatever. You know what? It really doesn't make a difference what people say. It really does not make a difference what people say. When the Lord has done something, all right, no one uh, or no force can destroy what God 
has done, done, and in doing, is doing. So since its, its, its inception, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ has faced opposition. Amen? Since the inception of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, there have been attempts to obliterate us, the church, not tabernacle of praise, but the whole church. You know, when you look at church history, you see the attempts, even with Saul, even with Saul when he was persecuting Christians, he was trying to stop the Christian movement until he met Jesus on the road to Damascus. And what did the Lord say to him? Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Don't you know you can't kick against the prick? You can't fight against God. Someone developed a play a long time ago that says, your arms are too short to box with God. Mm. Jesus did say, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So I, I know that, that those scriptures speak to the universal church, speak to the body of Christ. However, I take courage in the fact that, that this work, the vision that God gave was not of my own imagination. The Lord himself gave this vision. Hallelujah. The Lord himself birthed this ministry. The Lord himself has shown us his love and his faithfulness. And it is because of his love and his faithfulness that we're here today to celebrate 25 years of ministry. And not just celebrate today, but to look forward to the future that is bright and promising. I, I, I never heard that song before. I didn't know what praise, the praise team was planning on singing. Uh, but I believe that song, that, that's how God has co coordinated things. That song just speaks to this. Uh, God is exalted. He's the greatest power. He shall never be defeated. And nobody can stop what God is doing. Again, this is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. 25 years, 25 years. And somebody said 25 years. The number 25, and I don't preach a lot of, about numerology and biblical numerology, but we know that numbers symbolize things in Scripture. The number 25 in biblical numerology has significant meanings. Listen to this. And I was a bit surprised when I looked this up because uh, it's what, was, what I was sensing in my heart. I want us to hear this now because this encouraged me, and I pray that it will encourage you. I heard a message a few weeks ago. My wife and I, at 4 o'clock on Sunday, we like to listen to Bishop G.E. Patterson. I know he's gone on to be with the Lord, but that was a preaching man. And it's the word of the Lord that is active and alive. It's whether we're dead and gone, the word still is active and alive. And so we like to listen to Bishop Patterson. And a few weeks ago, Bishop Patterson was preaching about I, AI, I, okay, and victory. And he was talking about how God gave them a second chance. Yeah, we, we know the story. If you recall, they, they lost the first battle because Aiden Aiken stole the devoted thing. Now, now I was devoted unto God. It, the, the Israelites were not to take anything. They were not to, they were, they were, to, they were utterly to destroy everything. Even the gold and the silver, they were to destroy. But Achan saw it, and Achan was, 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 was greeted, had a disobedient spirit, and stole some of the devoted things. Now, the devoted thing is to be totally sacrificed to God. All right? And because Achan stole the devoted thing, then his family had to be sacrificed to God. Sometimes we don't understand how things happen in Scripture. And people read things that God is mean. No, God is not mean. God is holy. God has given instructions, and God expects us to follow instructions. And God had given the instruction, all right? Now, now when God, when, when Joshua was, was walking around moping and, 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 and saying, why didn't we just die in Egypt? God, why you brought us up? God said, Joshua, stand on your feet. Israel has sinned. He didn't say Achan had sinned. He said Israel has sinned. Achan's sin was, 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 was attributed to the entire nation. 
All right, I, I don't want to preach all of that, but 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 because Achan disobeyed God's instruction, it brought punishment on all of the camp. Yeah, yeah. But God gave Israel another chance. Now Achan again had to be destroyed. His entire family had to be destroyed. God, thank God for Jesus, because a whole lot of us would be destroyed. Can I get another amen? Amen, 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 amen. So God gave Israel another chance. Thank God for a second chance. Thank God for a third chance. Thank God for a fourth chance. Thank God for a tenth chance. Thank God for a 25th chance. Hallelujah. God impressed in my spirit that, that, that even though things might look dim, even though things might not be working out the way we want them to, even though we may not be as big as we would like to be, as long as God is in control, God will work things out to his glory and to our good. He'll give us another chance. Hallelujah. And another chance when done God's way will lead to victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So as I was about to leave the sanctuary, leave uh, worship last Sunday and the praise team had gathered to, 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 uh, to practice, uh, I just walked over to Brother Kenton and I said, the theme next Sunday is victory. The theme next Sunday is victory. Then I was led to look up the symbolism of the number 25. This is what I found. The number 25 stands for grace upon grace. 20 stands for redemption, and five stands for grace. Five multiplied by five equals what? 25. Various events in the Bible are symbolically tied to the number 25. King Jehoshaphat reigned 25 years. Ezekiel experienced his vision of the temple in the 25th year of his imprisonment. The book of Jude and the book of Philemon have only 25 verses each. Included in this discussion is the fact that though there are 26 letters in the English alphabet, hallelujah, There are a significant number of verses that do not contain the letter Q because of the difficulty in translating the letter Q, leaving the use of 25 letters of the English alphabet used in Scripture so that we can understand it in English. These verses have special symbolic significance related to forgiveness, related to mercy, and the cleansing and rebirth of the soul. Saints, we'll celebrate in 25 years. Saints, we'll celebrate in 25 years. 25 is a number of significance. Hallelujah. It relates to forgiveness. It relates to mercy. It relates to the cleansing and the rebirth of the soul. 25. God is doing something in your 25. Hallelujah, as we celebrate, God is doing something in you. Grace within grace is the idea that God's grace is bottomless, that it comes out from God without end. We're in 25. God's grace is upon us without end. It is bottomless. There's a hymn that was written. It's called, He addeth more grace, or giveth more grace. He giveth more grace when the burdens grow greater. He sendeth more strength when the labors increase. To added affliction, he adds his mercy. To multiply trials, he multiplies peace. When we've exhausted our store of endurance, when our strength has failed before the day is half done, when we reach the end of our hoarded resources, our Father's full giving is only begun. Fear not that thy need shall exceed his provision. Our God ever yearns his resources to share. Lean hard on the everlasting, on the arm everlasting availing. The Father both, both thee and thy load will upbear. And the last verse says, his love has no limit. 
His grace has no measure. His power has no boundary known unto man. For out of his infinite riches in Jesus, he giveth and giveth and giveth again. I'll tell you, God's grace is boundless. It's bottomless. God, God's grace has no limit. We're in year 25. Grace upon grace. So today, our message is a commentary on this grace that is shown in God's love and God's faithfulness in our lives. Hallelujah. Started when he showed his grace toward mankind in Jesus. And it extended as extended in our lives. Our God is a God of victory. Our God is a God of victory. Our God is a God of victory. Are you going through something in your life today? Our God is a God of victory. Has the devil been attacking you? Remember our God is a God of victory. Has pain racked your body? Our God is a God of victory. Has the has doctor given you a negative report? Our God is a God of victory. He is not a God of defeat. He is a God of victory. I prophesy victory in your life today. Hallelujah. 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 Throughout the scriptures, we're able to see God leading and causes his, causing his people to experience victory. And here we are on Palm Sunday. Ah, the Sunday that we celebrate the triumphal entry of our Lord Jesus into the city of Jerusalem. But we know why he was going to Jerusalem. He was going to Jerusalem to be crucified. So here we are on Palm Sunday, the Sunday before Resurrection Sunday. Hallelujah. I thank God for resurrection. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. Here we are, here we are on Resurrection Sunday, the week before Resurrection Sunday, where we're celebrating our 25th founding day, our 25th anniversary of life, or the birthing of life of this ministry, and, and we are getting ready to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, from the dead. Oh God, thank you, Jesus. On the third day, Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yes, he was crucified on Friday. We, we won't be in here having Good Friday service, but we'll sure be here on Sunday having Resurrection Sunday service. If I were you, I would never miss Resurrection Sunday. Praise the name of Jesus. I would, if I was on crutches, I'd make it to Resurrection Sunday. If I had to pull my way out of bed and get to the house of the Lord, I'd make it to Resurrection Sunday. Glory to God. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Res it's so important. On Friday, they crucified him. He was in the tomb all night Friday night, all night Saturday, but early Sunday morning. Well, I need to, I need to back up because the, 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 the first day started on Thursday at six o'clock. So he was in the tomb all night Thursday night, all night Friday night, all night Saturday night, all this Sunday morning. God raised him from the dead. Physically from the dead. Since God raised Jesus from the dead, it speaks to our situations. It speaks to our circumstances. It speaks to events in our lives, hallelujah, that need to be resurrected. Some things need to stay dead, but some things need to be resurrected. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Don't count yourself out. No, 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 no. Don't count your backsliding children out. Don't count your failing relationship out. Some folks just give up. Don't count it out. Our God is sovereign with all power in his hands. He gives life in the midst of dying and death. Bless the name of Jesus. God always has the final say. God always has the final say. He is the God of resurrection. And he gives grace upon grace. Amen. I was reading an article the other day. And it was about a church that was celebrating 142 years. And, and the pastor said that, 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 that a lot of churches don't recognize church anniversaries anymore. Well, you know, that's because people just see these things as annual days and they don't see any real significance in it. Amen. And maybe we, some people see this as an annual day, but, but it's more than an annual day for me. 
Amen. Because this is the recognition, the celebration of the founding of this ministry. So the pastor said, uh, how, I said however, uh, anniversaries are important because they, they are recogni recognition and a celebration of God's faithfulness. Oh, yes. Uh, in a congregation's life. And as I read that, I totally agree with him. You see, this founding day celebration, as I said earlier, it's not about me. Amen. It's, it's, it's not about any of us. Thank God for people that were here at the beginning. Thank God for the foundation of this ministry and the many things that this ministry has done. But if it were not for God, if God had not, were not our foundation, we would just be sounding brass and tinkling cymbals. Yeah. So I join in the chorus with the psalmist when he says, not unto us, Lord, not unto us, Lord, but to your name be glory because of your love and your faithfulness. So we're here today to celebrate the faithfulness and the love of our God. Amen. And it's so important that we recognize this so that our praise doesn't get, doesn't get sidetracked. You know, we're good at celebrating people. We're real good at celebrating people, you know, and I know, you know, we want people to feel good and what have you, you know, sometimes preacher get to preaching good, preach, doc, you know, man, you sure preached it, you sure preached that message, you killed it today, doc, you know, sing, 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 you know, calling people's names and, and waving and in uh, and, and African tradition, in African tradition, uh, when a person is singing, all right, and they're singing good, people come up and they will give money. And I didn't, I never liked that because I'm like, why you give money? Just give money in the offer. But then on this mission trip, I was told that that came out of their traditional religion. So when people got saved, they just brought their tradition into the church. And people do things not even knowing why they do things. They just follow what they saw somebody else do. And there's some significance with the traditional religion when someone is doing something that the first time it happened to me, I was, I was at this celebration, and I wasn't even doing anything. And this, these dancers, these traditional dancers were, were, were dancing. And the girl got in front of me and started dancing, and I was like, uh, you know, I don't know why you're dancing in front of me. I am not excited about what you're doing. And she just kept dancing and jumping and jiggling, and, and the guy that invited me realized that I was very uncomfortable about what was happening. He ran over and gave her some money, so that she will move on out of the way. Now, some of y'all know what that kind of symbolizes. It came from the world. It came from the world. And so we, 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 we do things in church that's very similar. When people are doing stuff, we, we, we do things to push them on rather than pushing God on. Yeah, we're good at doing it, especially among us. And we say it's a part of our tradition. You know, you hear people way in the back, sing, Kenton. That came from the world. That didn't come from, from, from God. Because you should be shouting glory to the name of God. If the song is blessing you. It's glorifying God, not the person. And every gift God has given to us is to bring glory to him, not to the individual. What we have to learn to do, saints, is that we have to learn to develop self-esteem within ourselves so that we don't need the egging on of the congregation to make us feel good about what we're doing. I know we feel wonderful when people are doing stuff, and especially if it's our children, you know, but that's an appropriate time to, 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 to give accolades to them. In worship, all of the praise, all of it goes to God. When is worship? When is worship? Now, if you're performing, that's a different thing. Now, if you, if you really look into, let me move past this, but you really look into the gospel industry today, the gospel music industry today, a lot of it is entertainment. Amen. We've moved from worship to, uh, you said, Bishop, you're making a judgment statement. But just look at it. Because what are you doing? You're making money off of what you're doing. 
In order to make money, you got to do it right so you can entertain the people so you can get paid. Because if you're, if you're singing off key, nobody's going to buy your music. Am I not telling the truth? Amen. I don't mean it to harm to anybody, but you're not, the things that we have to look at an example. So, so, so this is not about praising Bishop Jackson or, or praising the elders and the ministers or praising those who are, who've been here from the beginning. This is about God and about what God has done in the life of this ministry and how God has used us to bless people. Even though everybody that got saved under this ministry, many of them are not with us today. Glory to God. But if they're still saved, that they're active in ministry, that they're in the kingdom of God. That is the most important thing. Amen. Oh yes, sometimes, you know, I feel, I feel it would hurt me deeply when people will walk away from this ministry. But I begin to realize that, you know, God put me here for a purpose. And my focus is not to get so wrapped up in people that I'm hurt because they walk away. People walk away from you. Paul and, 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 and Barnabas had a, had a, had a dispute and they, they separated. Amen. So it's about God. Amen. It's about what God is doing. So if you get a foundation from here and you go somewhere else and you are a blessing to the kingdom of God, hey, your soul is still credited to my account. I may not hear anything from you, but one day if I can just hear God say, well done. That's all that matters. Because it's not about me. It's not about me. It's not about me. It's about the Lord. It's about the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, it's about the Lord. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so why do we celebrate the Lord's love and faithfulness? This psalm, or this hymn, it's actually a hymn. Many of the psalms were saying in worship. This hymn gives us some important direction in this process. It's a hymn of praise in which the psalmist contrasts the power of the God of Israel, Yahweh, with the weaknesses of idols, the gods of the other nations. What's significant, what's significant, what's significant is that Yahweh's power, God's power, is manifested especially in the care for his people, in his care for his people. Now think about it today. God manifests his power not just in the world around us, but in his care for his people. He cares for you. He cares for you. He cares for you. And he manifests his power in your life in a way to demonstrate to you that he cares for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, yeah. He is not just a God who sits high and looks low. He is engaged in the lives of his people. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Huh? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. If we, if we suffer with him, we shall also reign with him. God manifests his power, especially in his care for his people. Yeah. So saints, our God is with us. Our God is for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing hidden from God's eyes. God, I thank you. I might be preaching to myself this morning, but I thank God for the message to myself. <laughs> Hallelujah. His power is manifested especially in his care for his people, and for that reason, we are called upon to give him praise. So today, let's give him praise for 25 years of ministry. Let's give him praise for 25 years of ministry. You may not have been at the beginning, but you're here today. Give him praise. You came in somewhere along the way, and God blessed your life. God blessed your home. God blessed your family. Come on and give him praise in this sanctuary today. Hallelujah. Through you, God has spoke to nations. Through you, God has spoke to nations. Through you, schools have been built. Through you, children have been blessed. Through you, orphans have been fed. Through you, churches have been established. Through you, Muslims have come to Christ. Come on and give God praise. Hallelujah. Through you, 
The kingdom of God has been advanced. So we look at the scripture, and I'll be finished in just a few minutes. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. My few might be longer than yours. Okay. So, so never, 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 never track me when I say a few minutes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's look at the psalm and see. And, and this, is, this is another reason why the song that was ministered earlier was, was so significant, as you will see as we go through this. Uh, uh, the first thing, the first reason we praise God is because he is sovereign. He is sovereign. When you look at this song, he says, uh, verse 3, our God is in heaven. He does whatever pleases him. Our God. is Now, the psalm is contrasting the sovereign God, Yahweh, against idols, but he's making a great point here. Our God is sovereign. He does whatever pleases him. His will is supreme. His power is limitless. And so we put our trust in him, the true and the living God. Hallelujah. The idols, the gods of the nations who may say, where is that God? We don't see God moving right now. now people, people will look at us, and if you're not careful, if you're carnal, okay, if you remember the early days of Tabernacle of Praise, and you saw the sanctuary almost full, you know, and, and crusades and people coming in, people getting saved, and you kind of look at what's happening now, you might say, well, where is God? Uh, the people on the outside may look at us, you know, because people never wanted this ministry in York, South Carolina, but what, 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 what people wanted, you know. And, and so people might be saying, where is God? Where is their God? Where is this God they've been preaching about? But let me tell you something, just because we don't see God's hand necessarily manifested right now, God is a sovereign God. He moves when he wants to move, amen, in the way that he wants to move, amen. Sometimes the Lord will allow sifting. Ooh, Jesus. Mm. And, and, and sometimes you only, you'll never see from the pastor's perspective. So sometimes the Lord allows sifting. Amen. Praise the Lord. I don't want to get into all of that. I just want to talk about the, the, the sovereignty of the Lord and what God allows. Because he's sovereign, he does what he pleases. And if we're not careful, we might get discouraged as God is doing what he pleases. But, 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 he's sovereign. He knows what we don't know. He sees what we don't see. You know, sometimes when I hear people talk about things, and I'm, I'm, in my mind, I'm saying, you, you're talking about what you heard. <laughs> and what you heard didn't come from the pastor's perspective. Mm. Lord, have mercy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because God is sovereign, he makes all things work together for good. To those who love him and are the called according to his purposes. The last time I checked, all things means the good and the bad, the bitter and the sweet, the difficult and the easy. He makes all things work together for the good of those who love him and are the called according to his purposes. So, so if I understand that, that in every situation and every circumstance, my, our sovereign God is at work. I may not see his hand. I may not understand what's happening. What's happening may not make me feel good. What's happening may hurt me deeply. But I have to trust that God makes all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and are the called. Oof. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So what I need to do is just trust him. I need to sit back in the midst of the all things while it's going on. I need to learn to keep my mouth shut. I need to learn to keep my feelings in check. 
and I need to wait on the Lord because they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Somebody's strength is being renewed today. Somebody's strength is being renewed today. Somebody's strength is being restored today by the mighty power of God. I don't know what you're going through in your personal life, but God, and he makes all things. Can somebody say all things? Ooh, if you love the Lord, God is at work. God is at work if you love the Lord. You may not have done everything right, but because you love the Lord. You see, you see, the church, the church has tried to make us be specifically perfect. But the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Amen. And our righteousness is not based on us. Our righteousness is based on what Jesus did for us on the cross of Calvary. I'm not saying, amen, that we shall continue in sin, that grace may abound. I'm just saying, I thank God for grace. I thank God that in the midst of stuff where I might have messed up, God will make all things work together for good because ultimately, I love the Lord. He heard my cry. He pitted my ever groan. God is sovereign. Can somebody say God is sovereign? We serve the sovereign God. He does what he pleases. Man may not like it, but God does it. Amen. God does it the way he, he wants to do it. Amen. Amen. It may not be fair to somebody else. Glory to God. But somebody said, what did, what did Bishop Jake say? Favor is not fair. Amen. Glory to God. So I never want the favor of men. I just want the favor of God. Yeah, hey, if I can have God's favor, that's all that matters. Hallelujah. Because if I got God's favor, God will give me favor wherever I need favor. Bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. No purpose of God shall be thwarted. As we trust in God, we have reached the, we have reached the grace upon grace period. Period. As we have trusted in God, these 25 years, amen, it has not been easy, but we've reached a period where God has granted us grace upon grace. God's grace is going to be multiplied in our lives. Matter of fact, God's grace is being multiplied in our lives. Stay in the position of, of, of humility under the grace of Almighty God and watch God's grace be multiplied in your lives. Bless the name of Jesus. The psalmist goes on to say, God is our help and our shield. He's our help and our shield. The transition here, hallelujah, can be, or the translation here can be, you are my protecting shield. You are my protecting shield. You are shield to protect me. Hallelujah. If that metaphor doesn't make sense, you can use this. You are like a shield that protects me. You protect me like a shield. You protect me from danger. The shield that is referring to is a shield that will surround the person. So God's got your front and God's got your back. Are you understanding? God's got your right side and God's got your left side. Are you understanding? God has you. He is your protector. He is your help and your shield. And we understand help. Jesus said, I will not leave you helpless. I will send the helper. We've got a helper, saints. We just got to learn to access him. We've got to learn to depend on him. We've got to learn to trust him. He is our help and our shield. I'm reminded of Psalm 124. Psalm 124, the psalmist said, Glory to the name of Jesus. And down in verse 2, he said, uh, speaking of Israel, he said, if the Lord, well, verse 1, if the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel say, if the Lord had not been on our side, when the people attacked us, they would have swallowed us alive. When their anger flared against us, the flood would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over us. The raging waters would have swept us away. Praise be to the Lord who has not let us be torn by their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the foulest snare. The snare has been broken. We have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord our God. Hallelujah. Amen. There's another psalm that says, and I, don't, I believe I wrote the wrong psalm down. Praise the name of the Lord. But it says, the Lord is my helper, says my soul. 
He is the lifter of my head. Bless the name of Jesus. He's our help and our shield. He lifts our heads. Glory to God. My head is lifted today. I don't know about your head, but he lifted my head. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Because he's my help and he's my shield. Regardless of what man does, God is my help. God is my shield. And then the psalmist says, the Lord remembers his people and will bless us. When we use the word, when, when the scripture uses the word here, remember, it means more than, than, than a mere act of recalling something that happened in the past. It's not just a fleeting recollection, recollection, recollection but it is a positive activity. It is to become aware of, to adopt an attitude that will lead God to take action on behalf of his people. The Lord remembers his people. Hallelujah. I remember uh, scripture in Exodus as it talks about the people of the Lord crying out to God. And the Bible says that God remembered his covenant with Abraham. Hallelujah. And he moved on their behalf. He didn't move because they were crying out. He moved because he remembered his covenant with Abraham. When God remembers his people, when you're going through and you're in covenant with the Lord, God will never forget you. God will remember you in the direst of circumstances. If it seems like God has forgotten, you've got to know that God has not forgotten about you. God remembers you, and that remembrance means that God will take action. Somebody say he'll take action. Someone said he'll bless us. That's the action God's going to take. He's going to bless you. He won't forget your needs. He's looking at you. He's looking at tabernacle of praise. He's hearing our cries. He is remembering the covenant that we have with him in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And he's taking action. In this season of grace upon grace, God is taking action. I'm not, I won't be surprised at what God does in this ministry. I will not be surprised at what God does in the future of this ministry. My concern has been, God, when I'm gone on to be with you, when you call me home, I pray that this ministry will survive. God said, if I birthed it, it's going to survive. It's not your business to know who's going to lead it. Because, but if I know, if I assign the person to lead it, then the ministry will survive. It doesn't matter who's here now and who's gone, but the ministry will survive. God remembers his people and God blesses his people. Finally, finally, he and he alone will cause us to flourish. Glory to God in the right way. Verse 14 says, may the Lord, it's a prayer. May the Lord cause you to flourish, both you and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Now, now he, the, the psalmist points out something wonderful here because he just says, he's not just saying, may you be blessed by the Lord, but he qualifies who the Lord is. The Lord is the maker of heaven and earth. Amen. The highest heavens belong to the Lord. The earth he's given to mankind. Hallelujah. So this God will bless you. This God will make you flourish. This God will bring increase. Glory to the name of the Lord. Remember, one of my concerns has been, Lord, why is the ministry not growing? Glory to the Lord. Amen. But the Lord reminded me last night, I told you to write the vision, to make it plain upon the tablets, that he that runs, who it reads it may run. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. It shall speak and shall not lie. Glory to the name of God. So in the appointed time, God will cause the ministry to flourish. I had a dream years ago. I was preaching. I was at home and I was preaching. I was standing under the street light and I was preaching and thousands of people were coming. And I said, Lord, I've never seen that in the United States. I've never seen that in York. Amen. But God reminded me of that dream last night. God reminded me of what he spoke in my spirit. He reminded me that if I am with you, I am more than the world against you. He'll cause increase to come. He'll cause, he'll cause increase to come. Amen. He'll cause us to flourish. 
regardless of what people say, regardless of what people do against God and against God's people, regardless of the warfare that we may go through, regardless of how intense the battle may become at times, God will cause us to flourish. God will will, will vindicate us. God will lift us up. God will make this vision come to pass to cause us to flourish, to cause us to flourish. God must give us victory over our oppressor. God must give us victory over the enemy. Glory to the name of Jesus. To cause us to flourish. Victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to me. God. Not unto us. Not unto us. O Lord. Hallelujah. But to your name. But to your name. Be the glory. Because of your love. Because of your faithfulness. God what you spoke in this ministry. You'll bring it to pass. Because you are faithful. You've shown your love to us in the past. You're the same God that was with us yesterday. You're with us now. And you've shown us through the symbolism of Scripture that we're in this period of grace upon grace. So, God, we celebrate you. It is not about us. It's not about us. It's about you. It's about what you want done. It's about what you will accomplish in our lives. Sometimes we don't know which way to turn. Sometimes we don't know what to do. But God, you, you know, you see, you know, you have a plan that Satan and none of his imps can throw. God, thank you. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, it does not return to you void. It accomplishes all that you desire. Thank you for prospering your word in the things that you have sent your word to. Thank you for sending your word to us this morning. Thank you, Father. Nobody else was blessed through this message. Thank you for blessing me. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's just stand to our feet right now. Hallelujah. Throughout this year, we're going to celebrate 25 years. So there's going to be some other things that's going to go on in this year. Be a part of it. Sometimes, all of the time, we have to be very careful that we let go of things that have happened in the past so we can move forward into our future. We don't want to be the ones in the way of blocking what God wants to do in this ministry. We want to be a part of it wherever we are. When you've been assigned to a place, there's purpose in the assignment. You work to the fulfilling of that assignment. Our theme for this year, and every year as I pray and wrestle in my spirit and seek the Lord, for a word that kind of directs us as we go through the year. This year is completing the task. Completing the task. Not just finishing. You know, we 
retirement age starts at 62. Some people work for a company for 30 years, they can retire. 62 comes, people retire. They may, they may not have completed their assignment there, but they finished. Because retirement has come. So whatever, whatever, whatever happens after that, as far as they're concerned, they're done. My time here is over. But it's a difference when it comes to completion. The attitude of, of fulfilling your assignment. So in, in, in year, as we, as we celebrate this year, 25 years of ministry, it's my prayer that, that in our spirits we will catch the concept of fulfilling in an excellent way what the Lord has given to us. That each one of us who are part of this ministry will be so committed to the Lord and fulfilling the assignment given to you that you won't look at people or you won't allow people to stop you. And of course, all of this is with the right attitude. Hear me good. I've had people to do things because they were doing it for me. That never works. I'm not perfect. I will disappoint you. God never told you to work as unto the pastor. God says work as unto the Lord. So whatever you do has to be as unto the Yes, yeah, you want your pastor to be pleased. Y'all say I'm particular. I'm particular. But I'm imperfect. I'm a finite man. As much as we work to please our leaders, our pastors, we have to understand that we ought to be working to please the Lord. Do all that you do as unto the Lord. This is the Lord's work. We allow ourselves, we will be sidetracked because we're working as unto man and not as unto the Lord. So we will, we will, it's my prayer that we'll have the attitude this year of fulfilling the assignments that have been given to us and that we will push this ministry forward. Listen now, because there's a greater task to fulfill. There are yet people who have not heard the gospel. What is the focus the Lord has given your pastor? Stop looking at other churches. God assigned you here. What has God put in my spirit? You say there are, church, there are people around you who need Jesus. Well, that's why I've been raising you up. Go to them. Preach to them. Minister to them. Lead them to Christ. But God has given this ministry a focus as we advance the kingdom. There are people groups who've never heard the gospel. We got to reach some of them. We can't reach all of them. But because God has put this in my spirit, guess what? The nation of Guinea is a part of that. The, part of that 1040 window. Mali, a part of that 1040 window. God has put us in Guinea for we're able to raise up French-speaking people who know the language and are able to go from Guinea into Mali. Saints, if in York, South Carolina, God could raise up a people who catch the vision not just of church. I was, you know, and I'm going to say this. I was, I was watching this, this video the other day. You know, you know how church gets in the high praise and people start dancing and people put the camera on this person because they got a pretty dance. And that's been the church, the black church's focus, especially the Pentecostal charismatic churches. 
So we long to get to that place where we get a dance. And I used to practice my dance so that when I came to church, I wouldn't fall. Because I didn't like people falling all over the place. So I practiced my dance. There's nothing wrong with dancing. But I look at that. And God, forgive me if I'm judgmental. I'm saying, we have judged this as being church. And we say, we had high church today. When the church are the people of God. High church is when we catch the vision and we run with the vision. When you put your eyes on man, you will inevitably be disappointed. Somebody's going to do something to offend you. Somebody's going to hurt your feelings. Somebody, inevitably, we may not mean to do it, but we would, how many of y'all ever been offended by something I said from the pulpit? See, some people ain't going to tell the truth. But you see, you, you hear little things. You know, people talk. And you think you're telling one person something, and then they're going to tell somebody else, and they're going to tell somebody, and eventually the pastor hears it. People get offended. People leave the church. People will offend you when your eyes are on man. Take your eyes off of man. Put your eyes on God and God's vision. And so if God can raise up a church in York, South Carolina, that's focused on completing the task and pushing, if it's nothing but supporting missionaries that are going, where is Sister Sherry, Sister Sherry Thomas? She's in northern Nigeria where, where the... Uh, What's that group that stole the, that kidnapped the children? What Bukhar Haran operates in the 1040 window. Well, if not in the 1040 window, still where those terrorists are operating. And she served in Mali in the 1040 window. If the church can get our focus back, then we'll be the church. And we get excited not over the music. We get blessed by the music, but we are pushed to do the will of God, which is making sure that more people come into the kingdom and are saved, not church members. It's church members that have helped create the problem that we have. Disciples of Christ is what we need. So my prayer for us today, let's lift our hands to the Lord. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word and the power of your word. As we come today to celebrate your faithfulness, your love and your faithfulness to this congregation. Over the years, we've seen ups and we've seen downs. We've seen good days and we've seen bad days, yet we're still here. There are times things happen that we didn't understand. But one thing we know today and we're reminded of today is that you are the sovereign God. You see what we don't see. You know what we don't know. And you do as you please. God, thank you for you being who you are. Help us, Lord, as we work to become more like you. Grant us your grace. As we humble ourselves under your mighty hand. Lord, it's difficult shifting from tradition. It's difficult shifting our minds away from what we are accustomed to as a people. And sometimes even as a congregation, because many times our worldview is so small. And when we think we've, we've understood you, many times, Lord, we've missed you. Help us, Lord. That we will have the mind of Christ who made himself of no reputation, being equal with you, didn't think it robbery, didn't try to take advantage of his position, but humbled himself and became obedient unto death on the cross to reconcile men and women unto you. Thank you, Lord. Help us to have that mind. Help us, God. I pray for everyone today in the sanctuary, from the youngest to the oldest. Thank you, Lord. 
You said in your word, except we become as a little child, we won't inherit the kingdom. So thank you for the little ones that are under my voice today who demonstrate to us a genuineness and a purity in their worship and in their seeking you. Help and in their relationships with people. Help us, Lord, that we will seek that same genuineness. Help us to overcome our shortcomings. Forgive us of our sins and our iniquities and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Father, forgive us if we've been like Achan and we've stolen the devoted thing. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you for delivering us from the law because we would have been, we would have been, we would have been killed because of our sin. God, help us to grasp the truth of your word and apply that truth to our lives so that we can humbly submit to your will and to your way and be a people who are focused on doing your will. Have your way in our lives. In every situation, whether it be sickness, disease, sorrow, heartbreak, financial struggles, in every situation, whatever it may be, meet the needs of your people. You said you would remember us. And you're remembering me that you'll do something about our situation. Lord, we look to you. We look to you. Thank you now. Bless us throughout the rest of this day. Bless the food that has been prepared, that it will strengthen and nourish our bodies. It's in Jesus' mighty name that we pray and we thank you. Amen. If there is one today who would like to confess your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I believe everyone in here has made a confession of faith to the Lord, but if there's somebody watching me today and something has been said that spurred you on to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, this is what being a Christian is all about. Not joining a particular church, but it's about giving your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Once you've given your life to Jesus, he will direct you to a, to a church that you should be a part of. But the important thing is that Jesus is the Lord of your life. So if the Spirit of the Lord has drawn you today, we want to give you the opportunity as I pray with you, if you were watching me online, to pray the prayer of confession. Give your life to Christ. Then write to us if you don't have a church home that you, a church that you want to affiliate with. But write to us anyway. Let us know the confession that you've made. If you need help in finding a church, let us know that. But somebody will follow up with you. People are, people are paying attention to the comments that are being made online. Someone will follow up with you today. We want to lead you further, help you grow more in the Lord. Pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. But Lord, according to your word, you died on the cross. You satisfied the righteous requirement of the law on my behalf so that through your death and your resurrection, I could be saved. I may not understand it all, but Lord, I know I'll get understanding right now. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Save me from my sin. I receive you now as my Savior and as my Lord. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Well, that brings us to the end of the message for today. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. 
or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well and give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. That's Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. Give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you. Also, we would like for you to sow into this ministry. If you've been blessed by this work, by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel, and you would like to help further this cause, we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world, on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.